you have made this space fun and um, you know very design centric. So talk about just what that creative process is like to take these products and just turn them into something that is just a, a joy to listen to you talk about. So if you roll back, when we really thought about Austere and said, okay, how, how do we do it differently? Because there's been some amazing players in the space for years when it comes to the technology side. So it's like, well, you could either be me too and just try to innovate and do better tech, or there could be another angle. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. The world of accessories in the tech space is, uh, you know, you can't understate the importance of those attachments and, and things like that, especially, uh, you know, you talk about high-end accessories and attachments, things like the cables and power management. And uh, we've got a brand here at Nationwide, uh, one of our vendor partners, Austere, uh, that is a really, I, I think, a, a standout in this space, um, you know, with attachments and accessories. And uh, it's a brand that's only three, just a little over three years old, uh, started in 2019 by industry veteran and uh, just a, an all-around great person, Dina Gazarian, uh, who is the owner of that brand and, and launched it. You think about that timing, launched in 2019, kind of a, a crazy time uh, you know, to, to think about a brand launching. Obviously, you can't predict a pandemic, but here we are three years later, and the brand's still not only just around, but thriving and doing a really awesome job of uh, telling just such a different story in this accessory space. And it's one that I, you know, have been looking forward to diving into uh, and and picking Dina's brain a little bit about, you know, how she's gone about building that story brand um, or, the, or that brand story rather, and, and telling just such a, you know, a different type of accessories tale um, that I think would resonate with a lot of consumers today, just leaning more into the sustainability side of things um, with their packaging and, and how they design the product. And, and then also the design itself. You know, you talk about design, it, it's just, it, it's crazy to think just how luxurious they've made the accessory space, but not, not in an unattainable way. Uh, you know, these are still products that are affordable, do a great job, and are just so unique and different that, um, you know, we, we love being able to tell their story. And what better way than with Dina? You know, she's got a, a wonderful story to share, and we were fortunate enough being able to have her on the podcast to tell that story. So let's dive into it. This is Dina Gazarian of Austere here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast, and yeah, we're dancing. You know it's going to be a good one. <laughs> so, Miss Dina Gazarian, I appreciate, you know, it's uh, it's been a while since I, did we ever do a podcast in my previous life? I feel like we had in to, In your right? previous life, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, I, and, you know, we've bumped into shows throughout our time, and, uh, you know, it's nice to have you now on the Nationwide, our Independent Thinking Podcast, the, the owner of Austere uh, appreciate you jumping in and, uh, you know, doing a podcast with us today. Yeah. Happy to be here though, Rob. Yeah. Can't wait to talk more. I uh, more, most interesting. I, we said it before we went on, but the most, if you're watching the video version of this, the most interesting background I've ever had on the podcast. So yeah. I appreciate them. It's you want to tell the world here, people. Tell the, the world. tell the story of the map. Yeah. So, uh, my, uh, husband, when he redid this office, he's in supply chain. And so obviously a map of the world is pretty critical for him. Yep. It looks like it's fake, obviously, <laughs> but it is not. It is like real wallpaper. And then we have pins and each one, uh, my children both have a different color. I have a color and Arne has a color. And we actually pin where we've been in the world together and or separately. So just trying to make the world 
um, uh, a place where my children understand it's much bigger than Southern California. So <laughs> uh, part of our intent in educating, I think, global-minded uh, citizens. No, I, I love it. And, uh, you know, that kind of story, I know we're going to get it diving into a lot of, uh, the, the story talk today and I, I love it and I look forward to it, but for our uh, listeners that aren't familiar with you and aren't familiar with the brand, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, background. Absolutely. So, uh, my name is Dina Kazarian. I have been in the consumer technology space for about 22 years, um, tripped into it actually from, uh, fashion, which is kind of where I came from, and but being in stores and selling in department stores um, for the first portion of uh, my career. So always have an affinity for the love of a sales floor and what it takes to actually, you know, do probably the toughest job in all of the world. Uh, working in retail is not easy and there is a special love and skill for it. So I totally admire those uh, owners of, you know, retailer storefronts and things like that, because it is not the easiest. And so uh, everything I think about and do in regards to the brand, we obviously think with a retail hat in mind. So that's kind of one of our fun things that we bring to the table. But I own a brand called Austere. Um, Austere is a home theater uh, accessories company. Um, we kicked off in 2019. But for those of you who do know me, I've been of my tech career. A good portion of it has been in the accessories space. Um, and so the... Um, strategy and skill that I bring to the table is definitely something that is in my blood and something I've done for a very long time. So we're here to help build, um, you know, a culture that understands why it's important to educate the customer around accessories and to make a good decision so they have the best home theater possible uh, in their home. I think I say it all the time, the most frustrating thing is, could you imagine someone buying hardware that has some of the most unbelievable features that are available to all of us? And then they don't buy the right accessories and can't unlock those features. So they get home and they have a subpar experience. And so we're here to help educate and make sure that the sales floor knows everything they possibly can so the customer gets a great experience at home. So that's really the intent um, of Austere. Uh, we also kind of want to make sure our product has the best technology with the best design and colliding those two worlds together. Uh, so a lot of what you'll see from us is just beautifully designed product. Uh, I would say the best materials inside and out, not only to provide the best technology, but some gorgeous looking stuff at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so the customer gets, you know, just the best of what they can get at a value. So we're not the most expensive but we're not entry level either. But when you really understand what we put into our product, the value of what someone is purchasing is really second to none. Yeah. So. It's, the funny thing is you mentioned that that launch in 2019. Not until you mentioned it did I remember the fact that I was there. <laughs> it, was, there. it was in New York yes. City. At, right? we, it, it was, was a CE Week, a, a side event from CE Week going on there. And uh, I the. I forget the building we were in, but the the view outside of that window, seeing the New York skyline all around us, was uh, you know it kind of set the stage for what you had, the next several years of what you have been able to accomplish with the uh, the brand and everything. So it was a a fun time for sure. Thank you. <laughs> we we enjoyed it. Uh, I will tell you, it was definitely uh, 2019 was an exciting year, and then we went into 2020, and it <laughs> right. was a little bit of a oh crap yeah. <laughs> uh, will be the very polite word that I yeah. use. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think lucky for us because everybody focused on their homes and a lot of people in focusing on their home focused on their home theaters and electronics in general. 
uh, we definitely uh, benefited from that growth that happened in our space. So yeah. it definitely set us up to come out the other side of the pandemic as a strong established brand, well, yeah. which I did not think we would get. I know. So, and I mean, you mentioned it, it's barely been three years since the launch of that brand. How is business? How how are things going with the brand? And, uh, you know, what, what kind of things are you are new and exciting that you're, you know, you got going on? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when we first started with the brand, I would say cable probably led the way in regards to attachments and the familiarity of the floor to attachments and, you know, HDMI and HDMI has made so much progress in what can be actually done in a single cable from a video perspective. I mean, some of the most stunning picture you can get with all the different color, you know, options through the, you know, ultra high definition that's out there, um, as well as what can be done for audio. I mean, the fact that you can actually have some of the best audio kind of uh, capability through Dolby Atmos, uh, and, uh, you know, those solutions just is pretty amazing. And then the fact that the data can control through one cable and the cable, you don't even have to tell anything to do it now with eARC, you just plug it in and it works. Um, it's pretty as spectacular for the customer and their experience. Um, but in three years, power has just exploded. Um, I think the customers are really starting to understand. I think they always knew about surge protection or they have some idea of what surge protection means, but our hardware friends and family, as I like to call them, have done a very good job uh, in making my job a little bit easier where if for some reason there's surge damage on any kind of a TV and there's no surge protection in place, their warranty becomes null and void. And so that drives a lot of purchases of our surge protection with these better TVs. And so uh, that's a wonderful thing for us and what we try to go out there and educate as a leading point. So the customer does not get you know blindsided that they weren't you know set up the right way at their home. Yeah, and I, the funny thing is I, you mentioned kind of a couple ways we can go with that, but you mentioned the sort of how things have evolved in the, the HDMI cable specifically. I think back to your early days and all the different wires and cables and things you used to see and just how that's evolved. What's it like seeing the the massive cables that used to be behind a TV to now that's all sort of, it can be done in one seamless product, basically? Yes. Well, it's a, it's a user experience, number yeah. one, that becomes just so much better. Um, but number two, which kind of, you really truly understand what austere is meant to be. You know, we want this minimalistic look and feel across everything and someone's home and lifestyle experience. And so, you know, an HDMI cable absolutely contributes to that in the most elegant of ways. And so what we did, is, I mean, because it's really hard, honestly, to innovate on an HDMI cable. If you're truly following, following the HDMI.org standards, either for premium certification on a 4K cable or ultra certification on a 2.1 cable, you know, what do you do? And so then it comes down to how do you make it the thinnest cable possible? How do you make the thinnest connector and tightest connector possible? Because the TV manufacturers are getting thinner and thinner. And so the space to plug that in, if you have any kind of excess or what I like to call fat on the cable, <laughs> it makes it a very difficult experience. Um, most, at least the, the retailers that we're selling to, the customer will probably go home in 90% of the instances and plug it in themselves. So we wanted to make a cable where if it did show, there's a gorgeous weave on the outside, if they wanted to hide it on their own, actually it's a very flexible cable. So you can, cable management on it is super simple where you can actually hide it and wrap it around the back of the mount if there's any excess or the way you weave it up a scan to be able to go into the back of the unit itself. 
So there was a lot of what I would say design involved in the HDMI cable for better functionality um, for the customer. And so that all kind of roots back to where you have one cable, it's simple, it looks great, it's easy to install, you can hide whatever you don't want to see, you know, customers pretty happy. I So the cool thing in hearing you describe all that is, and what I hope, if anything, someone listening to this takes away is that you're taking the accessory space and making it sound awesome. And like cables. And I remember one of the first headlines I wrote is making cables sexy or something like that along those lines. And that's, that's what you're doing. And I think that gets to the, you know, the ability of, of you and the brand to build this awesome story around the accessory space. And I, I want you to dive into that because what's that? I, I mean, the heart of it, you're talking about cables and, and the power strips and like, you're making it really cool and, and fun to, to, and not to say that it's not like, don't take it that way. I hope you're not taking it that way, but like you, no. you have, you have made this space fun and, um, uh, you know, very design centric. So talk about just what that creative process is like to, you know, take these products and just turn them into something that is just a joy to listen to you talk about. Oh, well, thank you for that. Um, so, you know, again, it, it kind of leads a little bit on my fashion background because, yeah. you know, if there was ever an industry that understood how to take anything, and I mean anything, <laughs> right? If there is a premium feel to it and make it, you know, where the customer's like, wow. Because I mean, if, if, so if you roll back when we really thought about austere and said, okay, how, how do we do it differently? Because there's been some amazing players in the space for years when it comes to the technology side of the business, right? So it's like, well, you could either be me too and just try to innovate and do better tech, or there could be another angle. And when you went and looked at other categories of business, not accessories, but other categories of business, and I would say those brands that have really listened to the customer and taken it to the next level. It's brands like Nest, who took probably the ugliest thing in somebody's home and made it gorgeous, like absolutely gorgeous, right? Um, so you you look at an experience, and there's multiple brands you could throw in there, and you look at what they're leveraging and redesign, and then saying, okay, how do you how do you make it look better, have better functionality, ease of use for the customer, all of those things. No one's done that in the accessory space. So it was like, okay, why not? But if we do it, right, I don't want it to be the flavor of the year or flavor of the month when it comes to look and feel. I wanted this like design that would last for decades, no matter what happens in someone's home. It was streamlined and, and minimalistic enough where it could live no matter what the reiteration of the home looks like for the consumer. Plus, if you, I mean, even if you look at what's going on right now, minimal, minimalism in general is just hot, right? People yeah. are stripping it down to the basics, but would rather spend a little bit more for something of value and elegance. And so it's a good fit there for us as well on what is kind of, you know, I think desirable right now, but will last for a very long time. And so that's one piece. The mm -hmm. second piece is just the technology and what we're trying to do to put in to the product for innovation. We also kind of want it to last a long time for sustainability reasons. So right. I hate to make that what's really trendy, but I mean, if you care and I have kids, so I really care. Um, if you look at what's happening, anything we can do to lean into sustainability, because by the way, when you make a brand, you are definitely not leaning into sustainability, right? If anything, you're contributing. So if you're gonna contribute to that, 
what can you do to, to really consciously think about how do I make things better? So core to everything we do, if you have a product that's going to last for the longest amount of time you can, then you're doing a really good job of not having it be, you know, especially coming from the fascist space, fast fashion of replace, recycle, replace, recycle, replace, right? And unfortunately right. for our industry, we do a lot of that. So we're trying to do the opposite of that and create a lasting product that will take you a long while. So that's one. And then, you know, two on the sustainability side, you know, I, I've talked about before, the packaging was a big deal for us. Yep. We didn't want to use plastic because it doesn't get recycled, even though it is recyclable. Um, paper really, you know, I think they say something like 18% of the products that are in our space are made with paper and 85% of that can be recycled mm. and is recycled. Where if you look at plastic, 60% of what out there is made and packaged with plastic, yet only 7% is recycled. That's so it's just mind boggling, right? So yeah. we looked at that, leaned into that, leveraged design for that too, even tried to make a box that someone would reuse yeah. for organization in their home. So they just, so don't even put it in the recycle bin, you know? like reuse it and, and, and kind of leverage that in your, I don't know, organization throughout your home. So yeah. I think all of those things kind of leaned into what the brand is and what the brand stood for and kind of how we took it to the next level. I, and I love that you brought up the the packaging because that is the one thing with the sustainability side of things. That's the one thing that I stood with me or stuck with me back from, you know, the, that launch party and seeing the boxes and the fact that, you know, an organization thing, these boxes, I, I you call them boxes, but they are, they're very design centric and you guys, I mean, they could be gift boxes that you reuse and, and put things in and share with someone like that's that, that level of attention to detail too, I think is something that kind of not just in the packaging, but throughout the brand and everything you guys are doing that, that is evident. Um, I think in sort of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I think we're proud of that too. Like Rob, if you talk to the team <laughs> and what you put them through, it's just on the little details. Oh my God. They were like, but it's funny. It, 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 every time we go that extra step to your point and really then saying, no, 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 let's do this. Oh my God. It, it's the first thing everybody comments on. Yeah. So, I um, so it is worth it to take that time and do it right. Um, it's those, so we're, we're very proud of that. It's those things where like, I, I can, I can almost hear it. Cause I, I'm sure I've been through them as well. The internal meetings on what those are like and the, just the, the back and forth and trying to accomplish that. And it's, it's a lot of work while you're in the moment, but then the end result is the, is those things that you hear from consumers and, and, you know, years later, the one thing that sticks with uh, someone that happened to be at the launch party, like that's, that is the stuff that matters and, and has an impact. And, um, it, I, I would venture to say worth the, uh, the time, blood, sweat, and tears that were certainly <laughs> shed to, to, yeah. you know, accomplish that. So I, I think it, I, I mean, you know, that, that's something that hasn't necessarily evolved with you. It's stuck with you. Uh, you know, you guys continue to do that, but it, in terms of, you know, staying fresh and staying relevant and, and keeping this story moving, like what, what are those things or what are you doing to sort of make sure that austere sort of stays you know, ahead of the curve in, in sort of the way you're telling the, the stories or I'm sorry, the brand story. Yes, absolutely. So power is probably the easiest to lean into right now when it yeah. comes to that story because of what else can be done. Um, you know, we just started with two strips that we honestly took the best technology out there in chassis premium power and brought it into a strip. And then we said, okay, great. Our, and you know, I always listen to the floor. Again, I mentioned earlier, right. 
I come from the floor. The people who are selling product are the best people in the world to talk about what is needed because they're the one who hears the feedback from the customer on what they love and what they don't love. And if you create that great relationship with the floor, they will tell you the answers always. So when we took chassis and brought it into a strip and everyone was like, oh my God, that's so great. Then the next question was, okay, that's six and eight outlet. You know, think about the devices that are out there, especially in other rooms of the home. You don't need six products. You need two, maybe three, right? So how do we get a four outlet? How do you get it so it's smaller and tucked away? So our new wall power product, and it's and it's, we call it wall power just because it's easy. It plugs into the wall, but it's really, you know, a four outlet power allows you that ability through design that kind of like takes that type of product to the next level. Just about most of the power product out there, or at least when it started, had all the plugs in the front. So you plug in stuff in the front and then you try to go flush. You can't. (laughs) So we actually took the actual outlets, stuck them on the side, spread them out, ran them on the bottom. So if you have the big transformer plugs, you can hang them off the bottom or they'll easily fit two and two. And then, you know, you look at the updated devices that are out there. You've got a lot of devices that are being, you know, just using USB, either A and actually now even more so C to charge devices. So added that in there, Um, you know, set it up with the best jewels that you could have in such a small space. So like we even start at 2,500 jewels just in that tiny space and go all the way up to 3,500 jewels with our our seven series. So it's just having that powerful jewels, great filtration, spread, you know, the spread outlets like you need, and then the C and the A. Um, But what's funny is a lot of people said, oh my God, so now that's great for home theater and we love it. But like, make me one for my home office that has the capability of having that PD charging like you have on your seven series. So we put a PD 20 watt uh, charger on the five series and a 45 watt or split C for 220s on the seven series, as well as the isolated filtration on the seven series. So if you have a sound bar and a TV or a gaming and a TV, you can like not have that digital noise interfere. And um, I mean, we just shipped like three series, five series is hitting the floor right now, seven series leaves next week. And these units out of the gate are on fire and we are getting sensational reviews because the design that we chose and the innovation that we picked and colliding those two worlds has just created an exceptional product that there's really not anything else like it. Well, on the market right and that's now. a lot, that's a lot of obviously having the expertise in the space, um, you know, and, and combining that with what you're hearing from customers. So it's being open to the, uh, the, the requests that are being asked, but also being, you know, in, intelligent enough about the industry to know what you can do. And then also just folding in like everything we're hearing in this space right now, the, the element of design and, and having it look sleek and, and that sort of side that, that's, I mean, at the heart of everything, this brand has been about since day one. Correct. So we're very excited for those three new products. Uh, I mean, again, based on what we're seeing, um, uh, it's, it's going to do very, very well. And it's funny because, you know, th- sometimes you have to like, again, this is why I say all the time, the team on the floor is the team that has the answers. Um, you know, that space for the longest time has not been innovated. And so it hasn't been selling well. So when you talk to your partners, they're like, yeah, no, don't do it. It's not a good space right now. And it's like, okay, but all right, is it not a good space because it's just not a good category anymore? Or is it not a good space because nobody's innovated and listened to what's needed in order to make it easy for the customer to use? And so that's a great example of um, exactly why we did it. And so 
the results are starting to show that we listened and heard correctly and we're very excited. And hey, I think that's a a uh, a message that's translatable to any uh, retailer out there too. You know, listen to your customers, right? They are sort of the, you know, the, they're your sounding board or you become their sounding board and you hear their feedback and um, you know, make adjustments because they're the ones that ultimately are going to buy from you at the end of the day or recognize your right. brand in, in your instance. So, um, you know, I, I kind of to bring it full circle and back home, you know, talk about the, um, you know, just your, again, I think it's a message that can be shared with our retail community and sort of the uh, ability and desire and uh, how you stepped out and went on your own and did your thing. And, you know, you're continuing to evolve that brand story over time. What would be, I mean, how could I'm sure you could see how it connects with the retail community, but what's sort of that message to them about how, you know, you, you kind of bet on yourself and, uh, you know, are essentially a, a independent business owner, if you will, um, you know, yep. and you're kind of in their shoes and, and sort of what would you say to them about how you've been able to build this and have the success that you've had? So uh, it's funny because honestly, a little bit of it is looking at the different, you know, like the membership within Nationwide. They, they all went out on their own. They all started a business and it's not easy, right? It, I, I, I don't know the easiest way I tease about it. It's like having a third child that is your most high maintenance child that you can because I have two girls. So it's like I gave birth to another child. So you're telling child the truth. Way more needy, way more expensive, way more maintenance. Like there's a lot involved there. But, you know, when you think about it that way too, there's a love and there's a passion. And, and I think that's, if you have a love and a passion for anything, it's easy to lean in and give it your heart and soul. And, you know, some of it's timing. So like, I don't want to be wrong. I, now in fairness, I literally sat there in March of 2020 and said, wow, there's not going to be a business in a year. I started and ended a company in one year. This is fabulous. Right. And so, um, but the reason why I bring up that point is at first it was my ego, like, oh my God, what if I really do? build a company and then it closes down what, what happens. And then you ultimately think about, you're like nothing. You just pick up and you go to the next thing. Right. And, and it's, it's, it is passion will get you a a very far along in the process. It'll keep you going. Uh, you know, and people say it all the time, you know, it's, it's, it is literally like this. There are the best days ever. And there are the worst day ever. And it is, how do you get where you don't let emotion, even though emotion's amazing and that's why you want the passion, but how do you get so emotion doesn't take over from you being afraid to move forward? And so I would say that is probably, you know, now that I'm three years in, some of the things a year ago that would drive me crazy, crazy, upset me, I literally would have anxiety and not sleep at night. Now we're like, eh, okay, keep going, right? So some of it's experience and you just have to get out of your own way to be able to have the experience too. I'd say this was your third child. Shouldn't you have been there already? Like uh, that's what, oh, you know, <laughs> no, this is that child where you like have the first two. They're really easy. To yeah, oh, this is going to be a cake. And then you have another one. You're like, Whoa, we're done. This is, like. this is the we're done child, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh yeah. There are definitely no more children after this one. No. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, Dina, this has been uh, as always, and as expected, a lot of fun uh, getting to chat with you about, 
you know, the brand and, and even diving into, you know, the, the behind the scenes and, and that sort of stuff as well. So, um, look forward to many more of these for sure. So, uh, we appreciate it. Appreciate you and, and, uh, look forward to the next one. Yeah, we are, we're happy to be part of the nationwide buying group. It's really our partners that we have with the nationwide are fabulous. Uh, we'd love more. So please like reach out and let us know. We would love to be a, a partner by your side as you grow this part of your business. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks again to Dina. Uh, just a great time being able to chat about not only the product, but like I said, that that story behind the brand and how she's been able to, you know, differentiate austere from others in the space and and lean on her uh, experience not only in the tech world, but you know, like she mentioned, the fashion world and and um, having that eye for design and and just being able to, you know, take feedback and apply it to what she's doing and really just create a a, a really awesome story around the austere brand. Appreciate her uh, taking the time and, and doing that with us. And as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast. And we'll catch you next time.